folks, obviously we're trying something a little bit new here and some of it's gone well, some of it hasn't. So uh, join us in this learning curve as we figure this thing out uh, as far as a new set goes. But it's good, change is good, this is exciting. With that out of the way, I wanna know, have you caught this video on TikTok yet? It's pretty great. It says in verse 10, you will know that the living God is among us. Judas was the imposter. I've linked the original TikTok from Senor Pequeños in the description and you can watch it there. We aren't gonna be cringily talking about Joshua or Jesus prophetically dwelling among us today. But can we embrace that cringe and learn anything from these kinds of games? Like for instance, why do we like them so much? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and imposters. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives into nerdy things, be sure to sub, hit that bell to find out when our next one drops. With that, let's go ahead and dive into our scripture for today. Today we are reading from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. As always, I'll be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. Feel free to use whatever translation works for you. That's just what's going to be on the screen. My friends, if anyone is detected in a transgression, you who have received the Spirit should restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Take care that you yourselves are not tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause for pride, for all must carry their own load. Okay, look, I know it's a bit weird from the get-go to be doing a nerdy sermon on Among Us. It's about as cringe as it can get, but I think that more than this game itself, there is a message present in Among Us that is helpful in teaching us more about how to be good Christians or just better people in general. Sometimes it helps just to be made aware of why we feel a certain way about certain things. So maybe if we understand a bit about why we like playing Among Us or imposter style games, we can better understand how we live our everyday lives. So first off, what even is Among Us? If you somehow have lived under a rock throughout the entirety of the pandemic, Among Us is a party game that allows a group of players to enter into a spaceship mission where the goal is to complete all the tasks aboard the ship safely. The kink in the system is that there are a number of imposter aliens aboard the ship trying to take over command by eliminating the crew one by one without getting caught. The crewmates are then forced to attempt to determine who is the suspect member of the crew by holding various meetings and voting on one member per meeting to force off of the ship via a space duck, a lava pit, whatever. Now, the fun of the game comes from the actual deliberation, where people attempt as best as they can to either A, determine the imposter by discerning their lies, or B, lying through their teeth to fool everyone that they aren't the imposter. In my opinion, the best way to play this game for enjoyment is to get a group of friends together that you know pretty well and have a good old lighthearted time just fooling one another. Now, Among Us was actually around for a couple years prior to the pop-off, but was exacerbated by the pandemic forcing people inside and the subsequent missing of that connection with other people. The game went from having around a few hundred viewers on Twitch to uh, a few hundred thousand viewers overnight. If you're an avid gamer, then you've probably played this type of game way before Among Us ever dropped. This imposter style game has been around for quite a while. I can remember playing Mafia since the early 2000s, and I'm sure I wasn't the one to come up with it. However, nothing since has really been able to quite capture the magic of that time period, not even Among Us itself, who've really dropped off from that pandemic high a little bit. But with the airing of this video, Fortnite has just unabashedly thrown their hat in the ring and released a free-to-play imposters mode in-game. We all see what you're doing, epic. A little sus. But that still doesn't really answer why we enjoy the game. Sure, it hit at the right time, it was a fun game to play together, but why are we actually enjoying the gameplay itself? Why didn't fill-in-the-blank other game pop off during that same time period where we were all bored? Well, I have a theory that Among Us and other imposter games like it actually flip two switches within our brain that real life just can't. But before we get into that, let's talk about our scripture. 
Galatians is one of Paul's epistles or letters that was written to a church somewhere in the area of Galatia. We're not exactly sure where the letter was sent or to whom precisely, just that it was one of the early churches there. The people of Galatia really ticked Paul off. They were incredibly racist against the non-circumcised Gentiles who were entering into this new adaptation of Jewish tradition, and the traditional church members said some awfully divisive things that eventually led to the Church of Galatia as a whole questioning Paul's authority as a leader. So needless to say, they weren't exactly his star pupils. Galatians 6 in particular has one of my favorite verses that loses a lot of meaning in our kind of modern standardized Bible, but Paul straight up says to the Galatians, do you see how big my letters are as I write them to you? As a leader to sometimes divided people, I can so totally relate to the frustration, and it just really humanizes Paul for me. Regardless of that, Paul is setting up two major ideas in this passage. He's trying to help convince the Church of Galatia that the church is at its best when we work together and support one another, not judge, divide, and attempt to cut out the other. He starts out by acknowledging that we're going to screw up. Like, of course we will. We're broken people who are going to sin. Anyone who doesn't acknowledge the proclivity to mess up is just kidding themselves, and they need to get past that, according to Paul. So, Paul argues further, when somebody does screw up, which again, they will, we gently correct them in that mistake, move on from it. Don't wallow in that and build yourself up for correcting them, or hold on to the grudge, or allow it to make you think that you're better because of their sin, because again... We're no different from that other person. It's just two broken people doing their best to love one another. Then Paul explains that if that paradigm is respected, the humble instructor and the gracious recipient will both be the better for it. But Paul had to write this message in extra large font for a reason. The Galatians aren't understanding this point. They aren't respecting each other. They are objectively bigoted towards the other. With that, let's bring it back to Among Us and start out with the base assumption that we really can learn something from this scriptural wisdom. Whether we accept that we're still bigoted today or not, let's just assume that the Holy Spirit can and will work through the words. Do you remember whenever I mentioned there were two reasons why I think we enjoy Among Us? One is pretty outright obvious and the other is a bit more hidden. First off, Among Us is mentally pleasing because it removes all nuance from the situation. Among Us gives us a black and white moment of judgment. We know that someone on board is bad. Objectively speaking, there is at least one definite antagonist among the crew, and that is weirdly comforting. The real world doesn't have that definitive truth. No one is objectively antagonistic. We're all capable of some really crappy stuff, but none are truly the be-all, end-all, selected evil. That's stressful, because when no one is evil, anyone can be. It's way more pleasing to know that there is an evil force to focus our frustration on. The second truth of Among Us is a bit more secretive, but is directly tied with the first. Because someone else is irrevocably evil, then as long as we're the crewmate, we are irrevocably good. Whenever I personally play Among Us, I loathe being the imposter. I would much rather be the crewmate seeking out the evil. This speaks to something deeper inside of me that desperately wants to see myself as being good. I want to be seen, and I want to be good, and I want to believe that I can do no wrong. The reality of this controlled gaming experience is that there is a definite good and a definite evil, and this is very convenient and easy. It makes life simple and removes the nuance. However, that's not what real life is like. The truth of Among Us and what we can actually learn from it is actually hard-baked into the code before the game itself even starts. And it's one thing that I think can help us to be better people right away. So here's the one phrase I want you to take with you and be warned, it's not super inspiring. The truth of Among Us is that anyone can be the imposter. Before the algorithm slots that role to a player, it's fair game. 
Anybody can be the definitive evil. Once the music goes and the playable game actually starts, well, then the nuance ends and we enter into the far more pleasing definitive false reality. But the true reality offered by Among Us happens before we ever start playing. Anyone is capable of being the imposter. There is only nuance. There is only possibility. In this way, the preliminary part of Among Us is just like real life. Definiteness doesn't exist beyond the miraculous grace offered by Jesus. So what? What can we actually learn from this? Why is this even helpful? Well, the awareness that anyone is capable of anything, including ourselves, should instill in us a reminder that all have fallen short of the glory of God. We are all equally deserving of punishment, sure, but we're also equally offered up the limitless grace and forgiveness of a good God, including people who don't look like you or think like you or talk like you or act like you or love like you or see like you or believe like you, literally anything like you, everyone is worthy of that grace, full stop. That is what we boldly proclaim in every piece of content we make here at Checkpoint, regardless of whether or not you consider yourself a Christian or a part of a church, we believe these things unabashedly. Number one, that God loves you, as in all of you. We love you, all of you. You matter, all of you, all, all, all. It is vitally important that we understand that and move past this age-old obsession from the Galatians to the modern-day earthlings that this hate-filled division is ever going to be a sensical answer. We are all capable of being the imposter, but we're also all capable of being loved, accepted, and understood by the grace of God. So maybe this video has been cringe and that's fine. No matter what, you are welcome here, sus or not. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch, where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show, and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed, and we will catch you next time.